Welcome to the webinar. This is all about how to double or more your business, working only part-time, but also crucially building multi-million pound business assets. So what you'll learn in this webinar is how to buy businesses, not distressed companies, and how to do that without using lots and lots of your own time. So leveraging the best possible time available and crucially how to buy those companies without risking any of your own capital and also minimizing to the absolute bare essentials any personal risk in the process. What we're also going to do is show you how to own the businesses and, and not run them. We're going to show you how you can earn significant fees on the completion of each purchase and crucially how those businesses will generate cash for you of well over six figures as you hold those businesses and build them towards being an asset. We'll also show you how to find and contact well over 34,000 UK-based businesses which are perfect for your needs. Why this is the best time in living memory uh, for you to be buying businesses. And lastly, we're going to talk you through real-life case studies and examples of how this process is so successful. This is an educational webinar designed to show you how you can generate both six and seven figure sums of money from this process. So I'm gonna share with you information you probably won't have seen before. So remain open, relaxed, please take notes as we go through this. And the key thing really is to understand that the end of this process will have demonstrated for you how you can create your own wealth freedom without giving up many of the things that you're already doing day to day. But before we launch into the rest of the webinar, it's really important for me to establish whether this is actually right for you. And so first and foremost, I want to establish whether or not you are a business owner where your business has got revenue in excess of a million pounds currently, or you're a franchise owner where you understand the benefits of owning and operating a franchise, but equally recognize that at the end of the franchise period, you'll own no asset. So if you're in either one of those camps, this is the perfect webinar for you. After that, it may be that we're talking to people who are highly ambitious and driven and want to succeed and want to have that wealth freedom that we talk about frequently as we go through the webinar. So you want to dramatically increase your wealth, but also you love business. You love the business of business. And this is the perfect place for you if you fit all of those categories. You also want to spend your time in the space of owning and not doing in a business. And perhaps you're not leveraging your time as efficiently as you could do. Most of all, you're an independent-minded A player and you love to spend your time with similarly driven, ambitious and forward-thinking people. So philosophically speaking, I want you to zoom out for a moment and think about the four possible paths that you might be thinking of following, the traditional paths, if you like, to that wealth freedom that's so important to all of us. Well, most people start out their working life, just as I did, as an employee. And there are many examples of very successful employees. For example, Jack Welsh, who, when he retired as the chief executive officer of General Electric, was given a severance pay of $417 million, which was a record for the time. So there are examples of people who work all their lives as an employee, climb the corporate ladder uh, and retire very wealthy. Then there are people who progress to become self-employed. They decide that being um, an employee is not for them. There comes a point in their life where they think I can do this for myself. And they set up in business on their own, maybe uh, as an individual, as a sole trader, 
or they form a small limited company, but effectively they are self-employed. There are lots of examples of very successful self-employed people, of course. There comes a point sometimes when there is a transition for that self-employment, that business that is set up as a micro-business, and it becomes something that has a life of its own. And so you progress to the point where you are genuinely a business owner and less and less operating the business, but perhaps more working in the business, on the business and so on. And lastly, there is the point in life where people achieve that investor status. So they might be a property investor, they might create wealth, long-term asset value through typically property, which is a very common and popular approach. So those are the sort of four categories and they tend to be a well-trod journey. So employee, self-employed, business owner and investor. But I'm going to show you something today, which is really an overlay to those four well-trodden paths, something that you probably won't have come across before or maybe heard about in the sidelines, so to speak. So what we're going to run through today will explain the other alternative to those four key categories. Now, I'm not going to claim responsibility or even ownership of this concept. I first came across this idea back in 2008. At the time, I always used to like to spend Christmas, those sort of two weeks of quiet time when we're stuffed full of turkey and trying to relax, as an opportunity to read books and, and fill my mind with new ideas. And I came across a book called The Cashflow Quadrant, which was written by now a very famous guy called Robert Kiyosaki. And in that book, I discovered what, what he calls the cashflow quadrant, which beautifully describes those four segments of employee, self-employed, business owner and investor. And I've taken that concept and thought long and hard about how can we progress because you see back then although I was a shareholder and a director of a business in truth I was self-employed I owned my job if I didn't turn up every day that business would grind to a halt whereas I thought that I was a business owner so for me ever since then I've been on a journey to progress from being self-employed to a business owner uh, to, to coin another phrase, to be the owner of a profitable commercial enterprise that works without me. And when you reach that stage, then you're genuinely owning a business as an asset, not as a job. And then from that, I'm able to focus on further investments and, and so progress around that quadrant that I described before. But for me, I don't want to be just any investor in stock market or even crypto as it might be today. I specialize and want to be an investor in businesses. So to expand on the idea of the cash flow quadrant that I read about back in 2008, I wanted to take that to the next level and turn it into something that each of us could actually understand in, in monetary terms. So the slide that we're gonna look at now is designed to turn each of those four categories into some meaningful translation in terms of money, cash flow, income. So when you look at the slide, you can see that we've separated this table between employee, self-employed, business owner, and lastly, investor. Now, I know there's a bit of a juxtaposition between business owner and investor, because my goal is to make sure that when you're buying companies, you're buying them from the perspective of being an investor, not an owner operator. So if you look at each of the categories, and you can see we've worked out a day rate, the equivalent day rate. What's fascinating for me is when you look to the far right side of the table, you can see the impact of what happens when you buy numerous companies and the massive increase that you get on your effective day rate as an investor in businesses, as opposed to purely an owner operator or self-employed or even an employee. So I hope when you look at that table, you think like I did, blimey, 
It's quite something when you look at the number on the right-hand side and, and look at the stark difference uh, in terms of those day rates, really. So now I want to take you back to a different question, quite a hard question that you need to ask yourself at this point. Is my current life plan actually serving me? Because that's what I did when I read that book. And I started to do the numbers and thought, hmm, this isn't really where I wanted to be or what I thought I was going to be at this point in time. Is my life plan marrying up with my ambition? Is my life plan marrying up with my life goals? And I think the last two questions are the most crucial. Do I feel fulfilled? Is it building my self-esteem? Am I satisfied? Am I happy with what I'm doing? And lastly, is it giving me the wealth freedom that I craved? So I asked myself that question almost 20 years ago, and the answer was a resounding no, because back then I was actually really just building businesses, not owning them. And there's a massive but subtle difference that's really important that I want to convey to you. You see, I was in the start of business myth. I was caught up in that, which is, Start your business, you'll have freedom, you'll be your own boss, you'll make your own time, you'll make tons of money and you'll retire early. All of which, of course, is a bit of a myth. But let's talk about the start my own business reality. So those of you that have been through this process, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So you work for a boss who's 10 times worse than the tyrant that you worked for before, which is yourself, because you'll drive yourself much, much harder than you would do working for somebody else. Um, your time is not your own. You are pulled from pillar to post by the demands of the business. You never make the kind of money that you thought you were going to make. And certainly when you look at your tax bill at the end of the year, you grimace. And so you have all of those problems. And, and overlay that with the stark reality of the success and failure rates of startup businesses. And actually the startup idea, the concept of start my business and be successful and wealthy is a bit of a myth and the statistics bear that out starkly. Even 50% of startup businesses fail at the five-year point. So stop and think logically. If you could buy businesses that have gone past that failure rate, that have successfully broken through the five-year barrier and to some degree the turnover and profit level, it makes perfectly logical sense to go down that road instead of trying to go down the startup road. However passionate you might feel about the business or the business idea that you've got in your head. So the logical conclusion I came to was that it made far more sense to go and acquire businesses that have broken through the statistical failure rate, that had good operational systems that I could improve, and then logically I would be able to sell that business on to someone who would cherish what I had taken and developed still further. So hi, I'm Guy. And this isn't going to be their classic rags to riches, I had a terrible upbringing, nobody loved me story. I'm just going to tell you who I am in simple terms. So I grew up in a loving household um, with not a huge amount of money knocking around, two incredibly hardworking parents and a sister. And all I ever wanted to do was to be a soldier. So I dreamed of being a soldier from I don't know what age, uh, reading comics, Second World War comics, running around with, with fake guns. My father had been in the, in the army, my uncle likewise, so I was brought up in a military household. And I fulfilled that dream at the age of uh, 18. I joined uh, the regular army as a private soldier, fully expecting to spend the rest of my uh, career uh, in the military. And life turns as it does. And I ended up um, working in the marketing services industry, thinking I would go back to the regular army at some stage. And, and when we get to know each other, I, I can tell you more about that story. But I worked in a job. I started to work through a career in the marketing services industry, 
Um, I love what I did. I was fascinated by the industry. It was the 1980s. It was when Britain had the heyday of global advertising. And I got fascinated in particular with the story of Sir Martin Sorrell and WPP, more from the perspective of what they did, um, but also I was, I was genuinely fascinated by the way that he grew that business by acquisition. Not that I really understood what acquisition was, um, but I watched from afar and saw the growth of that, that company and thought it was really impressive. I became a specialist in direct marketing. I'm a fellow of the Institute of Direct Marketing. I even used to write exam questions at Manchester Met University and for students that were studying on the program. So that was my career in business up until that point. In the mid-90s, I was headhunted, went to join a, an agency with the promise, one day, my son, all this will be yours. And so I worked through till the year 2000 when uh, I formed a group of companies. For the first time in my life, became a shareholder in a business that I, I had achieved that status through the hard work that I put in. And then reached a point where I felt that the best way we could continue the growth was to start to acquire other companies, specifically our supply chain. And my then partner at the time uh, revealed the fact that he preferred to sell the company, so we had the, the classic shareholder fallout. But after that point in time, I became really fascinated with the idea of growing through acquisition as opposed to the hard slog of organic growth. So I decided at that point that I really wanted to explore the idea of growing businesses purely by acquisition. So I set about learning all of the processes that I could possibly find, understand how you find the companies, how you discuss deal structures, what a deal structure was. And then the real kind of nugget was figuring out what I thought would work as a method to fund those deals, bearing in mind that I had little or no of my own capital that I could put into those deals. And that was really the turning point, figuring out that piece of, of the, the jigsaw. And in 2006, I bought my first company in, in January, bought my second company in June, and I went from zero to 2.7 million of turnover in six months, uh, which was more turnover than I'd been able to achieve in the group prior to that over probably a six year period. So it was definitely a light bulb moment and it proved that the processes that I had devised worked. And today those are still pretty much the same processes that we use, albeit much more refined, more elegant, more detailed, etc. as you can imagine. So I took those ideas because I was approached by friends to teach what I had done. So I wrote a book about what I had learned in 2012, which is still available today called Business Magic. And then I was approached to teach what I had learned to do. So that really was the origins of forming the Business Buyers Club. And the philosophy that underpins the Business Buyers Club is, is really what I take from the military, that no soldier is left on the battlefield. And we have the same approach to all the people that come through our elite program. I work incredibly hard to make sure that everybody that I, I coach and teach and support and train is 100% successful in getting a deal and moving on and achieving all the great things that comes with business acquisitions. So freedom is my number one value. And that's the freedom to be with who I want to be in a place and a time of my choosing doing what I want to do. And for me, the best way to achieve that, the most accelerative way to do that is to acquire businesses, grow those businesses successfully, and then to exit in due course. And the one other thing that surpasses all of that is I genuinely get a massive kick out of teaching other people how to do that, to see their success, whether that's putting money into the bank account of the sellers that we buy from, and that's a really, really rewarding experience, trust me, but also to see my members in the Business Buyers Club also achieving great success in buying companies for themselves and accelerating their wealth. 
I get a huge kick out of that. And I recently figured out that my, really my life purpose is, my bigger goal, if you like, is to get to a point where I've created the market environment for what I call SME liquidity, the ability for business owners to sell the shares in their successful companies more freely, more easily, greater access to buyers and sellers and to open up that marketplace because I passionately believe that SMEs are the lifeblood of the British economy alongside the micro businesses. And so for me, it's a greater ambition to see that whole market space open up. And that's why I do what I do. So let me ask you this. Do you have what I call a wealth freedom plan? Do you have a crystal clear plan of what you want your life to be? Most people don't. In fact, most people spend more time planning their holiday than they do their business and their business plan, and especially their life plan. So have you sat down and documented, and there's different ways of doing it, have you documented what you want your life to look like? And even if you don't have a documented plan, how far off are you from your grand plan? Most people have a grand plan. I'm talking to franchise owners, business owners, and I know you well enough to know that you'll have some kind of plan, even if it's locked away inside your head, a vision of where you thought you would be or where you wanted to get to. And to be honest, if you're anything like me, you're probably some distance off where you thought that was gonna be by now. And that's okay. That's not uncommon, it's perfectly normal. And I've gone through different iterations of my own business journey and my expectations. There's a phrase that I like, man plans and God laughs. And this is true. So if you haven't got a documented plan for your life, what it is that you want to do, or a documented plan or a clarity vision board, whatever you want to call it, around what you want to do with your business, don't you think that it would be a really good idea to figure out a way to do that? And we're going to show you how important and how useful that is for you. So let me ask you this. Do you have a magic number? And if so, what is it? Do you know how long it's going to take to get to that magic number? Is it seven years, 12 years, 20 years? And what if it didn't need to take anything like that amount of time to achieve that picture? And what if you could actually achieve that number in the next 12 months? So what if you didn't need to spend seven years, five years, 12 years, 20 years? What if you could actually achieve all of that in the next 12 months? So there is a vast untapped opportunity out there. Let me explain why. So the traditional buyers of uh, owner-managed companies are PE or private equity houses or sometimes venture capitalists, VCs, otherwise known as vulture capitalists. Now, VCs generally work in the pre-revenue uh, unicorn space where people have a business idea or it's slightly untapped, not quite there, needs cash, and where the owner then um, dilutes their ownership in the business and gets the support from the VC firm with the hope that it's going to turn into what they call a unicorn and, and fly off and and be very, very successful. Private equity, on the other hand, have a, a mandate typically to go and buy certain types of companies, but they're using other people's money. They're using a private family office or investment banks and various different sources, pooled funds in effect. They create a fund and they'll go and buy a certain number of types of businesses and they will earn money from that process of acquisition. But neither one of those are the owner operators of businesses. And so in order to make the numbers, the returns that they need, they've got to fish in a fairly big pool. They've got to be looking at companies that are typically making two million plus of profit because the time spent in buying those businesses will give them the kind of returns that they typically need for their investors and, and fund managers. Which is really, really good news for us because 
the vast majority of the target companies that we want to buy are actually below that threshold. So we're interested in the owner-managed space of businesses that are turning over between two to typically 20 million, where they're gonna be making somewhere between half a million, a million, maybe 1.5 million of profit. That's our sweet spot. And even better news is with the demographic time bomb, we're now looking at something like 34,000 companies in the UK where their owners are 55 plus. So sometimes you've heard the term baby boomer, but they are particularly of an age where they're gonna have to face the reality that they only have two options, close the business or sell the business. Now, they could sell it to their management team, they could sell it to family members, or they sell it to a third party. Where do they go to find the buyers of their business? Now, the options include a trade buyer. Very often, a, a, an owner of a business that's had that business for many years will know all their local competitors or regional or even national competitors. And they fought hard against those competitors. And the idea of selling their business to the other company that they've been competing with for so long is a bit of anathema. It's not something that they really relish. If you can present yourself as a professional acquirer of businesses, almost always they'd rather have that conversation than talk to a trade buyer with the exception that some know of a trade buyer and feel that they'll get best value but the opportunity is massive because there are so many companies now owned by people of an age where they've got to confront the reality they only have two choices close it or sell it and most people that have run a business successfully for 20 30 40 years they hate the idea that their baby, their legacy, is just going to die with them. So they don't want to see the business close down. They don't want to see people out of work. Fred and Bob and Margaret have been with them forever. They want to see them continue successfully in that business. So that's why it's such a massive opportunity for us all now as acquirers of businesses. So I want you to think about that and understand the potential, why you're fishing in a pond that isn't very competitive, and that if you have the right structure and organization, you know what you're doing, it's much, much easier to engage in that market successfully. However, as a business owner, I can well understand because that's where I was when I started is scratching my head thinking, how on earth do I go about this? So I've explained to you why there is such a massive untapped opportunity and it's real and it's right in front of our noses. And because of demographics, it's going to continue for at least the next 10 years, regardless of what goes on in the economy and the wider world. This is a compelling situation for the age group of business owners that have to find a way to exit their business. But that's a really complex task. If it's something you've never done before, you don't know where to start, you don't know what the process is, you don't know whether it's really complicated, slightly complicated, or not at all complicated. But most of all, how do you build a team of people that can help you to execute that successfully? Because after all, you know what you're doing in your business day to day, but this is a whole different kind of business from what you do day to day. So what kind of businesses are we actually talking about? Well, remember what I said before. First of all, they've got to be more than five years old, probably more than 10 years old. At that point, they're businesses that have established deep roots. They've got to a point in their life cycle where they're gonna withstand stormy weathers, you know, strong winds, they can cope. But the second thing is you're looking for a business that has a product or service that can withstand the slings and arrows of economic downturn. We call them toilet roll companies. So we all use toilet roll every day of our lives. So if you can find businesses that provide those products and services on an ongoing basis, 
boring, steady away business models. They're absolutely perfect for what we're looking for. And the other two key components are that they have what I call second tier management. They've got a team of people that turn up every day, put the lights on, answer the phones, do the thing that that business does, and don't really need a significant amount of input from you as the acquiring owner. You've got time to understand the business, the culture, how it operates, and it's gonna keep doing the things that it does day to day. And then the last bit of the component is, when you look at that business, you can see that it's got real opportunity for growth. And why does that happen? In simple terms, the vast majority of the companies that I look at and have looked at, looked at over the course of time that are successful and profitable, almost without exception, they've reached a point in their trading life where they provide everything that the business owner wants. They've provided for the second home, the holiday home, put the kids through university, paid off the mortgage and, and filled their pension pot. And in many cases, they're good, sound businesses making money. But in the mind of the business owner, like you and I, it's not unreasonable to go, why would I work any harder? Why would I be ambitious? Why would I try and take my business with the risks that go with that to the next level? So they're very content. The business just continues to trade and pump out profit. And that sustains them in what I call their lifestyle business. But that very fact, that comfort factor that the business has provided is our opportunity. It's the way that we can take a really good business that generates profit, take the business owner out and turn it into a system and a process that can grow and expand because we're not afraid of expansion. We're not afraid of, of growing the business, scaling the business and taking it to the next level. I wanna take you back to the slide that I showed you a short while ago and really kind of delve down a little bit more into the table. So this is the maths of acquiring and owning businesses versus building and running them. And we said before, there's absolutely nothing wrong with being a successful employee. Clearly, you can see that steady away income, and, and you know, these days, £80,000 a year uh, is not uh, an untenable figure. It's way up there in terms of the percentage of the population that earn that kind of sum. But for us watching this video, we're going to feel quite comfortable with that sort of target income. So over five years, you, you're looking at a gross income of £400,000, which by any stretch of the imagination, even in the UK today is still a decent level of income. And for the number of days that we're going to be working, that's not an unreasonable exchange. By contrast, if we look at self-employed, if you're successful at your income levels, you may be a little bit ahead of someone of an equivalent experience in employment, but probably working harder the number of work days that you have to do in order to achieve a slightly higher average day rate. And for the business owner, in some cases, because of the ratio of work that you've got to do to achieve the income, you might actually find your average day rate is lower, which is not all that uncommon, but not ideal. And that's why I wanted to illustrate so strongly the right-hand column, the idea of being an investor in businesses, not necessarily the business owner stroke operator, but to really emphasize as we go through the numbers and I explain how each time we buy a business, we've got fees coming in from the deal itself and fees that we're going to accumulate as the owner operator of that business of a group so if you've got an existing business you're going to bolt this alongside it or above it or however the relationship might be um, but if you're a franchise owner it gives you the opportunity to step out of your franchise and for the first time own an asset that has long-term asset value for you as well as generating income so you don't have to stop having the franchise you can continue to work with that alongside the acquired business and many of my clients have done just that but it's the acceleration of income fee income over the course of time each time that you do a deal so that grows and grows and grows and so the equivalent day rate is extraordinarily higher than it would be for any of the other categories 
So let's now look at a scenario for the first year of a modest acquisition and just explain how that rolls through. So you start by purchasing a business with, for example, half a million pounds worth of profit for one and a half million pounds. That's a three times profit multiple. And you may have heard the term multiple before. It should take around 30 working days of your personal time to find and purchase that business. You then spend 20 to 40 working days in the following year working on that business for the next four years. You spend 20 to 40 working days on the sale of the business and you make a minimum of £50,000 deal fee on completion of the transaction. And in most cases, that would be higher. And you take a minimum of £100,000 a year management fee every year. And you should be making more than that, ideally. And then if you increase your profit up to 750000 then you should naturally increase the multiple from three to five times. And the reason for that is multiple is a reflection of the percentage of profit in the business. So if you do nothing more to the sales of the business, but you improve the profit of the business, then you make the business worth more. Hence the change from three to five times. Which means you could then sell the business for 3.75 million, which is a considerable increase on what you paid for the business. And for you, you would net 2.25 million of personal or business income, depending on how you structure the deal. So I think you can see that that's a fairly compelling proposition in a fairly, what I would call, vanilla deal structure or example. So now when you think about the table that we showed you, the figure of just over £11,000 day rate on the example that we gave is actually quite modest. So the numbers start to make a lot more sense when you think about the mathematics of acquisitions and the impact that you can have not just on your cash flow but on, crucially, on your asset value. When I started buying companies, I didn't have a clue about any of this stuff. I was only focused on the cash flow because if you think about it as an employee, all I ever thought about was my earnings or maybe my bonus. And when I, when I started to work in business, I was still effectively an employee. My business was focused around what money I got out of my company. And most business owners, when they talk to their accountant at the year end, they will ask them what's the P&L. Very few business owners will ever ask questions around the balance sheet. And I know this to be a fact from working with so many of them. They'll look at the P&L, they'll think about their income, their, their salary, their dividends, etc and what their tax bill is, both for themselves and the business, their corporation tax bill. Those are the number one and two drivers for every business I've ever come across. Very, very few understand or pay any attention to the balance sheet, but it's the balance sheet value, it's the exit value of the business, that if you can work on those levers to make it a commercial, successful, profitable enterprise that works without you, and that you're increasing the value of the business in terms of its performance, that's when you're going to significantly and considerably increase your wealth and achieve that wealth freedom that we're talking about. So what I've created for you is what I call the model. This is the 11 steps that really encapsulate everything that we're talking about. And we always start with your why. What is the purpose behind buying companies? Again, I emphasize when I started buying companies, it was really just for income and it was to satisfy my intellectual curiosity this idea that I could do what Sir Martin Sorrell had done multiple times in, in a huge global way, I could do for myself. So there was a little personal satisfaction, there was an intellectual element to it, but primarily it was about, I need to buy some companies to put some money in my bank and pay my bills. So really that was the start point. Since then, I spent a lot of time really drilling down into what is that wealth, financial freedom, 
freedom, finance, or wealth, you know, all of that piece. That's what we've been drilling down into, what we call the, the, the wealth freedom formula. And we have a tool in the Business Buyers Club that helps you to establish what the exit value would do for you. And by properly investing the wealth that you get from the sale of a business, I believe that you should end up in a place where you've got what I call relentless cash coming into your bank that's tax paid. And in fact, we've had some fun with, with members in, in sessions where you almost see the light bulb going on, particularly, for example, with franchise business owners, um, but some property investors as well, where they go, oh my God, you mean I'm actually done? I really, really don't have to do any work. And we say, yes, that's exactly the point. So you've created a pot of money by acquiring the business, creating infinite returns, making it better and selling it. And that sale money invested into a wealth management pot to generate cash that grows on a compound basis. That's a really compelling way to create that wealth freedom that we're talking about. So that cash coming into your bank account with one meeting a year with your wealth management team, that's really the goal that we're talking about. And we show exactly how that works, what the formula is, what the numbers plug in and how you can achieve that goal. So that becomes the reason why you're buying companies, which by the way, makes it a lot, lot easier to look at the types of companies you wanna buy because they're all framed against that intended outcome. So we'll start with the end in mind and life becomes a lot, lot easier. But all the other 11 steps are all about then just the logical step-by-step -step process. We, we even give you a deal flow map which describes this in a graphic form so you can see where am I on my journey? Where am I on the map? How do I get to that end point? As, a, as an officer in the army, you can imagine, wouldn't go out onto, onto the, the training ground without a map. Otherwise, where the hell would I know I was? We give you a deal flow map and it pretty much describes the steps that you see uh, in front of you on the slide with those 11 steps that get you to that end result. So what would it mean to you if you could double your income, double your wealth, do all of that in the next 12 months without having to give up your primary source of income, without having to stop the business that you currently have and operate that. And if you could do all of that in the next 12 months, what would that mean for you? So if this sounds like the perfect opportunity, it is. But of course, there's lots of different ways that you could learn how to do this. You could do this for yourself. There are courses out there that you could follow, but there are many, many pitfalls along the way. And one of the things that I believe very passionately about, my USP if you like, is that I have made lots and lots of painful mistakes along the way. And you'll find with me and the way we work in the Business Buyers Club is you will see all of that warts and all. I promise you, I will share with you all the pitfalls, all the downsides, all the things that have gone wrong, the words that I can't say in a public forum, ups, uh, and so on, that, that you, inevitably life chucks your way. And it's one of the key things you know, you don't, you don't learn from all the successes, you learn from the failures. And failure is ultimately just feedback. It's the way in which we improve our performance. It's the way in which we, we get better at the things that we do. So yes, you can go and do this for yourself. Yes, you can go and find others that may or may not be able to help you. But I promise you this, you will learn from me how to avoid the scars on my back and that will help you to accelerate the progress that you make and avoid some of the pain that can be out there. So we can teach you how to do this. We can give you the resources, the tools, the support, and all the techniques that you need to succeed and succeed quickly. In fact, we've built our model so that it's almost impossible for you to fail. We've designed it in such a way to minimize the risk for you, but also to emphasize the huge upside in this process. 
So how do we deliver all this amazing content? Well, it's what I designed and called the elite program because I do think that it's an elite group of people that succeed in this process and differentiates us from anybody else out there and also for you as professional business owners and professional acquirers of companies. So what does it really contain? Well, essentially, you can see there's 14 key elements to everything that we provide in the Elite program. But probably the heart of it is the one-to-one, face-to-face time that we spend together in our meetings, what we call our Elite meetings. So they're residential. We meet for dinner um, in our group. The relationships that people form, the bonds that they form and have formed over the years with our Elite program are really nothing short of amazing. I'm very proud and very humbled by the people that I've met, the people have met each other on those courses and worked together to succeed. And we've got an amazing track record and I'm really proud of that. And I know that if you join this program, you'll experience a very similar kind of bonding experience and meet some amazing people along the way. We already have the seats that are in Group 10. Um, I've already got some amazing people, so I really hope you, you take the opportunity to, to join in with that. But alongside that, we've got coaching support. So we have live coaching support from uh, two of my colleagues who uh, not only went through the Elite program themselves, uh, but have now joined me in my own acquisitions business and also now my coaches in the Elite program, which is, is just wonderful. So you'll meet two super smart human beings who will add to the coaching structure that we've got. So in addition, we've got a huge library that's built up over the years that we've been running these programs. Um, so they're live recordings, audio recordings, video recordings, pretty much every question you could possibly think of that's been asked around the whole business of acquiring businesses is in that library. And that's all free, that's all available to you at any time. We record everything that we do. So if you miss a session for any reason, we hope that you don't, but if you did, then you can go back and catch up on, on, on that as well. We have a, an active forum, um, so everybody in the group gets to talk to each other and support each other. We have a buddy-buddy system. In addition, you get access to my, uh, my power team, if you want to call them that. So the business brokers that we work with are the, the top UK business brokers, and you get a unique off-market feed of opportunities to buy companies. In addition, you get access to our finance brokers. These, these are guys that specialize in raising the finance for acquisitions, and there's nobody finer. If you're gonna find the money, you're gonna find it through these guys. You also get access to our legal team. So I have my own in-house lawyer. He works for me in my acquisition business, but he's the first port of call. You don't have to use him. We've got a panel of legal experts out there in the UK as well that specialize purely in acquisitions of owner-managed businesses. And so we have a, a whole library of templated documents that make the whole process much, much easier for you to do what you need to do and not have to figure out how to do it all from scratch. So the depth and complexity and quality of the information that we provide is second to none. And lastly, all of that is hosted in our business buying blueprint product, which is a portal product, which uh, is available for, for you as an elite member that you can dip into. And it's a replication, if you like, of the program. So. When you leave the live session, you come away, daily life intrudes. What did Guy say about how do I do this? Well, it's all there in the portal. You can just go straight into it. And it's my video. And for what it's worth, it's my voice droning on at you. But you hear me delivering the content, answering the questions. So you've got live coaching as well as the support coaching. It's a fantastic array of support products, all designed to make it almost impossible for you to fail at this process. If this is right for you, 
If this is what you want to do, I promise you, this is the place you need to be to succeed in this process. So that's the model, that's the program that we deliver. So let me talk to you about group 10 of the Elite program. So in 2022, we have already started group 10. However, we have got seven seats left. Now we only do 10 seats at a time. And the reason we do that is we have to maintain the quality of the coaching and the support that you receive, especially the one-to-one -one support. So unlike others, we only keep our mastermind to a genuine mastermind. We don't allow 40 people in a room. That's not a mastermind in my world. And so it's that quality of time, focus, support to those individuals, those seats as we call them. And by the way, for us uniquely, if you buy a seat, you can bring your business partner, your significant other for no additional charge other than the, the cost of the hotel. Because I passionately believe that when you go back to work, uh, if you have a business partner and they don't get what you're doing, you come back to the office full of enthusiasm for the process and all they're thinking about is, oh, we haven't been paid by Fred and we've got a supply problem over here and suddenly you burst in the door full of excitement around, we're gonna go and buy companies, they're gonna go, he's grown two heads again. So it's really important to us that we get that support mechanism going across the business really. So to emphasize, Three seats have already gone, and we've got amazing quality in those, those three seats already. But I also want to remind you, this is group 10 now of the Elite Program, and so far, since we started recruiting and training people through the Elite Program, we're already up to 125 million of acquired businesses. Now, that's a significant number that I'm really proud of, and those businesses range significantly between different sectors and different sizes. The biggest single deal out of that whole group was a 30 million pound acquisition that took the, the three guys that formed together, they'd been in different groups, got to know each other, came together as a joint venture, acquired a 30 million pound business with none of their own cash into the deal, but it took them two years of patient persistence, building the relationship with the seller to be able to execute a, a life-changing, amazing deal of that nature. So this is real stuff this is what we teach in the Elite Program. So remember, we've only got seven seats left to fill, and I'm sure that they'll fill quickly. So if by now, like me, you're thinking, this is what I want to be, this is where I want to be, this fulfills my ambition, my passion, my desire for the future, remember, we've only got seven seats left. But also remember, we are very selective. This is not for everybody. This is not a get-rich-quick scheme. We're not looking for easy fixes. This is not an easy process. If it was, everyone would do it. However, it's a logical process. It's a fully thought through, reinforced, supported process. If you apply yourself, you'll succeed at. So we don't allow BMWs, by the way. Um, that's not the car. Bitches, moaners, and whingers. We don't allow those at all. And you're gonna find at times it's tough. You're gonna find things that, that form a setback. So that positive mind frame, that approach, but the support that we give you is all designed to make sure you fit with a great bunch of people and you get the maximum from being in such a, a mastermind group. So what's your investment in this program? Now, I'm gonna take the time to emphasize investment and not cost because two things are really important here. First of all, if you have a cost mindset, this is probably not the place for you to be. And I don't mean that rudely or unjustifiably. This is really, really important. To adopt an investment mindset is crucial for you to succeed in business anyway. So many times I meet business owners who have a cost mindset. 
And when you change the culture of a business into an investment mindset, when we spend money in a business, it's to drive growth, drive performance, drive improved profit. It transforms the way you think about business. So spending time on this program must be an investment for you. If you think of it as a cost, you're in the wrong room. So I make no bones about emphasizing that point. I think it's really, really important. I want you to see this as an investment in your business, in your future success, and in your wealth. And if, and if you can't see it that way, then don't buy. Why is it an investment? Because we're gonna show you how to get that cash that you spend on learning this and gaining all the tools and resources that you need. It's not just a learning exercise. You're gonna get viable tools that you can take into your business and work with anyway. All of that is designed to be entirely self-liquidating in the first deal that you do. The fees that you will get from your first deal will be more than the cost of the program that we're asking you to invest in. Now, if that's not a compelling offer, I don't know what is. Equally, if you decided, well, I want to do this, but I don't want to learn how to do it myself, what would you do? You'd probably go and hire a, a CFO, a, an FD, and go, right, here's your job. Go and find me a company to buy to bolt onto our business. There's no way that you're going to find a CFO or an FD and pay them less than £30,000 a year. And that's before they do anything. So think about it in those terms. And if you agree with me that that's about right, then you'll see it as an investment. And so if you've already doubled your income and grown your wealth in the next 12 months, and then you're looking at that compound growth effect of more fees, more revenue, each time you buy a business over the next five years, let's say you've got four or five businesses over five years, at that point, you've got an incredibly strong asset if you've done all the other things correctly, that you can sell for multiple seven or eight figures. So an investment of £30,000 in the context of all of that is chicken feed. But the best bit is our nobody fails guarantee. So our guarantee philosophy is all about leaving no soldier left on the battlefield. In the field of warfare, if your injured comrades uh, need medical treatment, you're gonna move might and main to get them back out of the line of fire and getting treatment and getting back into health. So the philosophy that underpins our guarantee is very much the idea that we leave no soldier on the battlefield. Now, if you do all the things that we show you how to do, if you follow those steps, step by step, take your time, work at it, tune into the support, get the support that you need, the coaching, the mentoring, turn up for the meetings, do all of those things. I will eat hay with a horse if you do not buy a company. We've got the tried and tested process. We've got over 125 million pounds worth of deals done. So we know this process works. It's what I use on my own business. My own portfolio is an eight figure portfolio already. So it's a tried and tested process. And that's why I'm confident to give you this guarantee. So not only do we say in the first 12 months, we're confident you will be successful, but if by some strange circumstance you haven't, we'll support you over the next 12 months to make sure you succeed. And if in the weirdest of circumstances, you still haven't succeeded. At that point, we'll give you all your cash back. So this is an absolute no-brainer. Zero risk to you with a huge, huge upside. So what's next? Well, really easy. Just click on the link below and book your place at the next live event, where that gives you the opportunity to meet me in person, listen in more depth to the things that I've talked about on today's webinar and to meet my team and ask them more questions as well and learn more about whether this is the right thing for you to do. I look forward to speaking to you.